episode of the dead kids of dairy bananas from the online cinema once again Mm. just like the lawnmower man back when seeing the new line cinema logo instilled a certain confidence well i mean it's just amazing you know you think of what bob shay basically was able to build with that company and you know he was laughing all the way running to the bank with the biggest shit-eating grin on his face when AOL basically bought out the company. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, yeah. No, well, I mean... Well, just, say, good guy. Good guy. Yeah, no, he earned his payday. It just sucks now that it's just a front for, like, whenever Warner Brothers wants to release a horror movie and remove themselves from the genre. They just slap in New Line Cinema in front of it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's an unfortunate endeavor. But this film right here, The Mangala, very mixed opinions uh, with folks on this. I know there's a lot of love for it from the dead kids, but, you know, some people don't give the film the credit that it should get, you know. Toby Hooper. I mean, this movie was reviled when it first came out. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, and, and, I, and this was a movie that gained a reputation over time. It just had to because yeah. the critics weren't nice to this movie. You know, and the horror fans, but I think with because of time, it, this really has has a, re, a renewed and renowned, almost slight cult status. I mean, give it a few more years; we're not exactly there, but I think the next five years, this film could be revered possibly. I think I think it's the story that a lot of horror films follow. In that, when they initially are released, not a lot of people like them, and then. 10 years out, 15 years out, all of a sudden, everybody suddenly is like, wait, no, that movie was fantastic. It was just in the moment. I, you know, whatever, blah, 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 excuse. I mean, look at uh, the thing. Absolutely. I mean, the thing was know, absolutely hated. When it, it was came only a month apart from E.T. I mean, e- even release dates can really alter, you know, the success of one's, you know. And product. then. And now here we are, forty years later, and loving it. Yeah, it's it's one of the it's one of the all time classics. It's it's one of the best horror films ever made, in most people's opinion. And it was the same critics that were reviling those original ones. Then they're making like retractions and going back and saying it's the greatest fucking movie ever made. You know, I mean, Thing eighty two has a lot going. One movie about the, that has a, this movie has a lot going is the production design. I absolutely love yeah. the look of this factory. It's just so almost like Burton-esque. It's cool and it's creepy. And I feel great. I always need to take a shower after this movie, which is I probably should do considering it's been two days. Actually, I got to say, I think one of the best parts about it is, is uh, all the uh, women just uh, dripping in sweat. Of course. <laughs> Of course. Alex likes to hang out in uh, certain parts of Asia and go to the sweat factories and basically pick up women. He's uh, he's big at the iPhones. Put it that way. Hey, 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 hey. 
Do you need no battery? <laughs> I've I always just, been a fan. How about you guys? From the get-go? From the jump. First yeah. time I saw it, loved it. Yeah. This was like one of those like Skinamax movies I discovered. I mean, it, it really wasn't like a rental, um, even though I recognized the cover, but this was definitely one of those, oh. you know, Cinemax right before Skinamax in that time frame when they would show some horror right before a little bit of, you know, sexy stuff. And that's my recollection of yep. right this around movie. 10 o'clock, right around and 10 o'clock. Robert England himself. Phenomenal. What an entrance. Phenomenal, <laughs> dude. Iconic character, not Freddy Krueger, of course, but he's fucking a horrifying. Well, he's a Bond villain. I mean, he plays he's this Illuminati. Stuff. He's Illuminati, brother. Well, he's nuts. You think this? You know, you think the fans were hard on this film because it was Robert England not being Freddy Krueger? What do you guys yep. think? Well, I think because it, right before this, he did Phantom of the Opera, and so you know that was we were starting to see a little more of Robert outside of the makeup. But this is another, I believe, Dick Miller. No, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Dick Miller makeup, um, who did the original Friday the Third, uh, the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Sorry, guys. I'm just a little, uh, little, little Rona ridden over here. I'm just trying to remember some. Shit. Yeah, 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 sure. You're the Mangler. Mm, the Mangler. No, I think I think the the it, well that's not Freddy Krueger ism is definitely part of why Phantom failed and why this failed. Big part. I it's think, just I, bad because he's like really good in this movie. He's, he's fantastic in the Phantom too. It's a damn shame. Uh, England's one of those character, one of those guys that like the character actor that gets the leading role. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. he gets he yeah. gets to do these really really awesome interesting characters like pretty much in every role he's done no matter how big or small. Even Swamp Hillbilly and Hatchet is like compelling as hell and he's only on screen for like five minutes. Yeah, one of the downsides of he playing was great in Zombie Strippers. Ah, yeah. that in the theater. That's a good one. But yeah, uh, one of uh, the problems. I mean. It's a double-edged sword when you have such an iconic role like Freddy Krueger that no matter what role you do, people are going to always compare what you're doing now to that role. And a lot of times uh, they don't get a lot of credit for the other roles because they're like, well, he's not Freddy. I'm like, well, he's an actor. I mean, he can do different roles. I mean, he doesn't have to do just one role his entire career. But he almost kind of pigeonholed himself, but he kind of knew it to a certain degree because he was smarter about Freddie. He was like, you know, I own this character, but they, but of course, as an actor, you want to branch out and, and do other stuff. But people always compare you to, you know, Freddie in some sense, you know. So, you know, he, he does Phantom. I mean, you know, Kevin Yeager, you know, beautiful makeup job. You know, you have this one, which is a very different look, and it's, it's a very wild, zany, over-the-top. Like I said, it's a very, you know, James Bond villain-esque role. But he fucking owns this shit, and that's what kind of makes this movie kind of special, is how, what he brings to the table. And you look at Ted Levine, I mean, the characters are so eccentric in this, and they're just so so entertaining to watch. Well, it's like a, a realistic creep. There's a realistic creep factor to it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely, it's, 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 there's a little bit of class warfare going on. The worker 
being under the thumb of the boss, if you will. Um, but this is definitely one of the, I, like we were talking about before we went live, I, I break King's stuff into two camps. There's the serious scary stuff he does, like your pet cemeteries and your hits and your stuff, and then his camp. Maximum yeah. Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive. The Mangler. The Mangler, in my opinion, is the best of the bunch. It's the it's the best story in that like kind of over the top high camp horror space that he does, and it's just really great. And this and, almost could have been straight ahead, almost. You know, depending on the direction of, you know, like the 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 whole supernatural element of this laundry machine. I think is very compelling. I mean, it could almost could have gone a, uh, a road like Harry, I think, you know, if it, if it was a little more serious in tone. But that's what makes this film a little fun and wacky. It's Toby Hooper, I think, really playing in this wonderful sandbox. I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, James. No, it's not a problem. But um, I was going to say, but to, to, to piggyback off what you're saying, Coin, I mean, even Toby Hooper, you get, you, you've got two different, in a way, with Toby Hooper stuff, you almost have two different directors. You have Toby Hooper, the guy who did Texas Chainsaw 74 and Poltergeist, and you have Toby Hooper, the guy who did Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 and yeah. this. Very different styles, but he seems to work in both the camp and the serious, gritty, grimy really well. And this movie actually has one of my favorite film shots of all time. Toby Hooper was the first one to do it. And when, and when it comes up, I'll actually pin it out, or I'll, I'll actually show it out. It's like a big chainsaw. The mangalo is like a big chainsaw. And is. <laughs> I thought this guy was Vernon Wells at first. <laughs> he does yeah. have a Vernon Wells look. That's, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> they were they were talking about the opioid problem before anybody else was with this old lady's situation. Yeah, this is the thing about this old lady that drives me nuts. It's like, lady, you you know, you can get a thing of Rolaids for two dollars. Don't do it. No, no, don't do it. No, don't do it. Don't it it's time, not worth though. it, lady. Don't need them now. No, she don't have the time or the money. You get she a stick. Number one. Get a stick. In hindsight, though, Bill. He's out. Oh. Uh oh. Ah. And this goes in the category of like one of the worst deaths you don't want to ever have to go through on oh, film. Man. I mean, you're basically alive to the point where you get folded in half and you just everything dies. You almost like you live for a second, then you die instantaneously with your arms up to here. I mean, and your I, I, you might I, not I, die instantaneously. I, so. You I, would hope. You would hope it would be a fast death. Oh, I've, I've seen. I've seen with my own two eyes live. Someone get their hand clapped hey. by a cotton gin. Oof. Industrial accidents like the the Winson, yeah, like they 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 hit the nail on the head with what happens to your body. It's nasty. Yeah, yeah. it's nasty. And this and shit's I, real, man. Like I mean, like this is a real threat. Like I mean, obviously not the haunted cotton gin, but. The haunted yeah. loom or whatever. I mean, but, I've seen the OSHA videos, you know, let alone you know, we're supernaturally possessed. Hey, but there's real, but there's real, but there's a real element. There is. This, this stuff happens a lot. More oh, often than people man. think. Because people it, don't really, it really does. I mean, you know, they can't stress enough safety enough, you know, when it comes to certain trades. And, you know, I mean, this place looks like it should be closed down just based off of how everything looks. 
You know, I mean, and, I mean, whatever. I mean, OSHA's not going to come in. I mean, this guy's like, no, the, the machines are going to be on. They're going to be doing New that. England. I mean, the New England textile mills, man. They they were never graveyard I'm shifts. From, I'm from it's graveyard shift. Perfect example too. I'm from a textile town. I've I've worked in a factory for 18 years myself now. Yeah. Um, those machines don't stop for anyone. Nope. And I say like, it's a lot like the newspaper factory. That yeah. I used to work at. Very mm-hmm. fitting. Yeah, you can't. Well, I mean, you can't I mean, fight one of these machines. You will not win. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, back in the day of like the present era, before child labor laws, they had you know kids as as young as nine, you know, going into these machines because it was small enough to you know fix something and all that. And then, of course, all it took was it to start up, and the kid couldn't get out. I mean, heck. I mean, out of, we've seen uh, quite a few Stephen King films uh, on our podcast, and uh-huh. I, I think, and maybe in my own humble opinion, that death scene we just saw is probably the most visceral and unsettling death scene we've seen up and to the this gore, point. The gore is good in this movie, too. Oh, the gore is, is honestly, again, I think it is the goriest Stephen King film. I mean, I can't think of any any film that is as gory, and and the fact not that, even close, man. And the thing with with Stephen King, it's always been more cerebral, you know, people going at each other, you know, the breaking down which you have here. Yeah. But as gore factor goes, this is by far the goriest uh, film and story that he's done. It's, as far as I, I can recall. No, but you can't tell this story without it being gory. Yeah. You have to see that. You have to see that girl gets, that poor woman gets sucked into that machine to understand. Yeah. If your hand, if you, if it catches your finger, you're a goner. You can't, there's no coming yeah, back there's out. No, there's no, yeah, there's no getting out of that. I mean, heck, I I take on it or or, or, or Christine any day of the week over this uh, over this. Yeah, but yeah. that's the thing about you know mechanical versus organic. You know, something mechanical is just the the repetition, what it is. You know, you you feed it. You got to do what you need to do to maintain that. Yeah. Then you know, it's not like something you can really be. You know. Something you can um, reason with. Nope. I mean, it's just, uh, you know. It's going to do what it's going to do. Exactly. It's job. Yeah. Yeah. It's your job to stay the hell out of its way. Or unless you become human pizza. Yeah. And, of course, I mean, it's the impression, uh, I mean, (laughs) it's, it's, of course, done in a more comedic way. Was like who framed Roger Rabbit with Judge Doom with the steamroller going going mm-hmm. over, but it's the same thing. The idea of just slowly being pancaked and crushed and all that. I'm mm-hmm. just the the idea of it is nauseating to me. Well, it's maximum drive all over again. You know, yeah. the kid in the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's your go, Billy. There's your go. I love this makeup job on um, the old man here. Yeah, yeah. He looks very Dick Tracy villain-esque. He does, yeah. 
He can't handle it. Oh, yeah, too much eggs. Throwing up eggs. He's he's puking up the uh, green slime, man. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. That's 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 it's rough stuff, man. It's yeah. Levine's performance is pretty incredible in this too. That badass fucking two fisted cop on the brink. I think his wife just left him or something. I mean, he's just a mess of a human being. No, he was on. Barely holding on. He was on one of the travel. He was on one of the traveler buses from a John Roof flick, and he just fell off. Yeah, <laughs> showed up on a Stephen King set. That's that's what Most this really plays like. A man named John Wick. <laughs> He's running from everywhere. Heard about this guy. I heard about him. I think I could beat him in an arm wrestling match, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's that guy. That's that's uh, yeah. Ted Levine in this movie now. It's tormented. He wears tormented well. All right, lady, do you like lotion? <laughs> Put the lotion in the basket, or you get the hose. Now, this is post. This is post Silence of the Lambs, right? Yeah. We're, we're in like mid nineties, so yeah. Silence of the Lambs, I think, was eighty nine. Came out in ninety, yeah. and this was, I think, made ninety four into ninety five and released ninety five, I believe. Yeah. So this was this was this was a couple of years after Silence of the Lambs, and a couple of years before Strangeland, so. You're yeah, right. He was in Strangeland. I forgot all about that. Yeah, movie. he was a good guy in Strangeland too, which is even yeah, weirder. A good movie. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Snyder. And, and and before uh, he became the detective in Monk, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right was before. That like 2000 when Monk came out. 2001. So. 2001 was the first season of Monk. Um. So yeah, no, Alex. Uh, Strangeland was like right, right before he got that. He got that gig. Ooh, he's even he's even got the look like he's got the trench he's got the you know he's what I mean like, he's deep into that character which I could yeah. yeah the jacket just always reminds me of Jack Death uh you know from Trancers <laughs> very Jack Death very even if we want to go back in time to like some Columbo. classics Columbo yeah. um Humphrey Bogart James Cagney, but like, it's that old. It's that old characteristic of the cops. I mean, they always had like you know, a cla- it's a classic look, two fisted and ripping butts, and yeah, yeah. Just I mean, the, those are the roles that I love, and I think he fits this mold incredibly well. well he's broken. Is his wife passed away? Yeah, right? he, he's a broken. That's the, human, if I absolutely. remember correctly. That's his storyline. His wife passed away, and he lives with the brother. Or she, the brother lives down the street. The brothers, the like the. Witch doctor, he did. Yeah, the occultist. That yeah, the occultist. Towards the end. That's how. That's how. That's how movie cops work, though. You have to be tortured to be a good movie cop. For sure. For sure. <laughs> you have to have your wife leave you. Like a kid died in a fire. Like something terrible had to happen to you for you to be a good movie cop. You have to drink a lot. That's right. You got. You got to drink, and you always have to have a cigarette. Yeah, always got to be puffing yes. on that cigarette. It has to be a marble red. There's nothing else acceptable. It's like the strange Ooh. buddy cop thing. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, you have the good cop, you have the bad cop. It's like, here's the two-fisted cop and like his brother-in-law, who is basically like, I, I am the nice occultist. When, to me, I think buddy cops, like one of the greatest movies of all time, it's probably Dead Heat. Yeah. yeah. Good one. They're not buddy cops. They're like... They're zombie buddy cops. Yeah. Zombie buddy cops. Yeah. Yeah. They have one brain cell between them. Yes. Yeah. Tree Williams is pretty smart in that movie, though. 
It, that movie such a always a smart guy. Oh, it's such a fun fucking movie. I love I love <laughs> commentary. That's a, that movie's an adventure. Yeah, it is. It's good. I enjoy it, but it's an directed adventure. by Mark Goldblatt. I yeah. mean, you know, he direct. You know, was one of the biggest editors in Hollywood back in the eighties. I'll I'll give it this: the premise and execution were very original for the time. Very different. They definitely went outside the box, which especially yeah, definitely a good what doesn't happen. I mean, 80s horror is probably some of the most formulaic filmmaking ever. Yeah. You know, like one's copying the other, copying the other, copying the other. Not that one. <laughs> oh. What? That's a pterodactyl? Now he put the cigarette in the pterodactyl's mouth. That's you have funny. to have, it's a, you know. It's a sign of disrespect. The bird smoking. Fuck that Thunderbird. <laughs> the whole vibe hey. very underrated I think this might be Stephen King's most underrated film I can back that yeah, yeah one, one up, up there with Toby's too it's, up to, it's probably one of his top three best films Toby's I would I would I would put it top three easy I would say like Chainsaw 1 Poltergeist this that would that would be my order and then like Texas TCM 2 would probably be part Probably in the fourth slot. Honor, uh, Eaten alive in there. Honorable mentions. I would say. I would say Eaten alive is probably five for me, and then everything else just kind of swirls around underneath. You yeah. didn't make a bad movie. No, and, and, bad and movie. I think what yeah. people it's often overlooked is Freddy's Nightmares. To- Toby Hooper directed probably one of the greatest, you know, segments basically of you know. Brief Freddy before Freddy. Yeah, and I think a lot of people overlook that, you know, because that was uh, the pilot. It was the uh, yeah, I think it was, was the, the pilot of Freddy's Nightmares. It was the origin story episode. But you know, uh, fucking what the fuck's his name? Freddy Krueger. Robert England said, you know, Hooper's one of his favorite directors to work with, and I love them. His Masters of Horror episode as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dance of the Dead. He was. All of them. All of uh, there were so many great directors that worked in both Freddy's Nightmare and Friday the Thirteenth the series. There was a lot of fantastic episodes by a lot of good working guys. McGarris was in there. He was in the mix for both. William Malone. Yep. Um, a bunch. Of... Yeah, there was a lot of great director. Uh, yeah, a lot of great directors that came out mm-hmm. through. Very cool. Masters of Horror. Was diving yeah, yeah. recently, actually. Yeah, that's what's up. Um, I think I have Volume One on Blu-ray, but the rest is on DVD somewhere. I don't know. They didn't make a definitive. On Not Blu-ray. yet. No. Not on blue. No, it's all, it came out episodically. I think it's like four per blue. Yeah. I think Joe Dante's Homecoming is still probably one of my favorite. Well, it was a political statement at the time, Bill. Well, you know, but... You got big kudos for that. You got big kudos for that. It's a good one. I mean, there's not a, there's not a loser amongst them all. I mean, they're all... It's such a strong series. Gotta go Gotta go with my, my boy Johnny Carpenter, man. Cigarette Burns. Oh, classic. Fucking fantastic. Pro-life, too, with Ron Perlman. I might have to go with Larry. Larry Cohen. <laughs> I gotta say, there's nothing more uh, 
that really pushes capitalism than having someone killed on like a day of work and being in the work the next day. Of course. Get back to your job. Get back to your job. That's not that's not necessarily capitalism though. Yeah. That's industrialism. Yeah. That's they do that. I mean, they do that in China, and they're communists over there. <laughs> and, and this doesn't look like a right to work, a, a right to, a, a right to work uh, judgment zone. This place doesn't look like they're regulated by any union whatsoever. No, <laughs> Robert Englund's so unsettling in this film, dude. Like he's not even be, selling. He's not even selling the cloth. He just wants to watch people get hurt. You don't want to be in an elevator with that guy. Nothing. No, not fun. at all. He's going to put a gypsy curse on me just because. Yeah. Bill looks like the type of guy he goes, you go to an elevator with him and he's just farting every single, you know, way, you know, every single floor. He's not making life easy on you. He's just ripping ass. Yeah. Yeah, But he's doing it without breaking eye contact. He's he's cracking up. He's cackling. He's like, ah. And right before he leaves, he just looks at you and says, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> Going yeah. down. He's that guy. He's that guy. He farts up the whole elevator and gaslights you into thinking it was you. Yeah. <laughs> gotta say, this scene is awesome with the up shot of him just walking around. It's so menacing. It's great cinematography. I mean, oh, you know, yeah. it's, it's all Hooper, man. I mean, just he, he coordinates his crews, you know, so well. I love that it's an upshot, Alex, but not just that, but it's a tracking upshot. Yeah. yeah. You don't see that kind of cinematography. That was a 360-degree upshot. That's what I'm saying. That's, yeah, that, it's that kind of stuff that, like, really made this piece interesting. It, it's those kind of the spiraling upshot. Like, who the fuck does that? That's awesome. <laughs> and this also with bad. the shadows on, on the ceiling, which uh, of the antlers and all that. Hell yeah. It's I funny think that, because if you look at it, it almost looks like a bird of prey ready to yeah, say, leave that door open while I watch you. I think it's a neat trick to use shadows like that to make the space look a lot bigger than it actually is. Yeah. They were probably in a really normal sized room when they it did looks that. looks tight, actually. But, but yeah. Shadows always compelling whenever you can play with lighting. You know, especially if it's to, if it's different color, if it's, you know, you get like that Michael Mann, almost like, you know, flat lighting, you know, from, you know, almost like a Rembrandt. But, you know, the horror genre, that's what that's what's great about it. I mean, you can fuck so much with the lighting and just make it look cool to how you want it to look. Well, I love it because there's no rules. Yeah. It's just art. It's just artistry. It's like you, you create a lighting scape that, really fits the mood and defines what you're doing and you're not necessarily planned by anybody's rule book when you do it. Well, so and that, book, that, yeah, that's the keep, fun part, you know? Keeping it really fucking cool and consistent. I mean, sometimes it's hard for some folks, but I mean, there's not one bad shot in this movie as far as I'm nope. concerned. Nope. There comes a good shot. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, he's so menacing in this. And yep. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's, it's oh, yeah. <laughs> Ah, yeah, the eye. Oh, God. Is that the, the only thing worse than the devil without? Is, what is it, the devil without? What's the line? It's like the only, oh. the only thing worse. Than don't the eat thing. cheese before breakfast. 
No, it's the only thing worse than the devil within is the devil without. I think is the mm. line. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, he has a couple banger lines in this movie. He's he's he says some hardcore shit, dude. It's uh, I'll do something, I'll do something. Then he starts like dancing in a circle and just. But he flicks the phlegm fucking in his throat too at one point, yeah. which is disgusting. Yeah. <sighs> he's a despicable dude. You kind of want to kill him, but you don't want to get. You don't want to touch him. You don't want to get too close to him. It's a weird predicament. He's like he's like Booger Man. He is Booger Man. He took off his fucking legs, Bill. What do you think they did? What do you think that that sexual encounter involved? Chopsticks. You think they they just <laughs> they just cuddled? I think I don't think he can do much. I think it involved chopsticks and a blowtorch. Maybe. Oh, I think he made her do all the work. Probably, yeah. I don't think there was much work that could have been done. That's his style. No, fine. Yeah. She's burnt up. She's a little crazy. She's pretty hot, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's smoking. I wonder if she has a sister. Hey. Hey. I'm good. <laughs> Is her sister Cinderella? Oh, did that the Ow. magic was that was the uh, the occultist and anything else ever? Anybody know? He looks familiar. I can't this is his kind of one. His whole fucking phone. I I feel like I don't know. They, he had a good cat. He could have catapulted into a better career. I don't think he ever did any, did much else after this. Them's the breaks, man. How it is, man. Hollywood. Sometimes if you just don't have the right look and the right people back in you, you disappear into obscurity. Maybe he died in life making making the film. I think, I definitely think it's more of a case of it's who you know. He knows Toby though. Maybe he was difficult. He looks like he could have been difficult. He looks like the type. He feel I feel like he's a guy that had like five speaking parts in the movie and might have given people shit about that at some point. You know what I mean? <laughs> he does look like the precursor goth guy though. Yeah. yeah. He's very he he very he, I feel like in just like 5 years time he'd be very at home at like Man Ray Dancing with glow sticks to dark wave, just you know, hitting on, hitting on a goth girl way out of his league. That's that's where he'd be at. I gotta say, maybe it's me, but I'm just waiting for him to suddenly come in with a mustache with Tony Shalhoub behind him. Hey, hey, hey I brought in this great uh, private detective to help us uh, crack this case. James, did you watch VHS ninety four? Oh yeah. Was he in there? You know what? You know what he was. Yeah, in the segment, the weight, the the weight. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was in that Matt, and that was only yeah. like. A I thought he was. Has there been projects in between those films, or has it been a little hiatus? I have no idea, but he's absolutely right. He was. He wasn't that. Billboy, you looking at it still? Yeah, I mean, he's he's. I mean, he was actually in the Avatar video game. Um, oh. He was on Fubar. Um, Fubar. 
he's done a lot of TV, but uh, his face looks familiar. I, I think I caught one of the uh, VHS movies, and I'm like, I, I, I thought it was him. You got it, Bill. I think uh, you're not. I, I'm actually a very big fan of the VHS movies, and I think you're absolutely correct. I do believe it's VHS 94, but he is in one of them, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I think that was like the only. I saw bits and segments, I think, of a few of them, but 94 kind of stuck out. He looked kind of familiar, and I thought it was him. I really like it. Yeah, doing, um, I, they're finally doing, the, uh, they're going to be doing the Fear Street series. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Color's so beautiful in this movie. The greens in the car were really. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, it's like Hoover, Hooper from the 80s brought that, you know, Bring the blue light in the fog. The, yeah. free, the freezer shot's cool. There's a real cool shot of the freezer I think they're about to pop up on. And this is kind of real life horror too. Like every parent would fucking have a nightmare that, or maybe uh, it's not the point. Maybe it's not the time yet. With the kid in the freezer. It must, it happens pretty soon, I think. I love it that it's the, it's not just green. It's yeah. like a really off-putting, like, fluorescent reanimator. Yeah. Green. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, all the uh, colors are kind of more like neon. You know, it's not just green or red or blue. It's like, you know, the nauseating. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It's it's a, it's an off-putting version of the color. It's not just a regular color. It's a version of the color that makes you go, Ugh. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Those feathers are like, uh, you know, a tribute to his own Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Yep. Okay, you know, some of the the animator, because Bob Burns was also the same production designer. Um, As this? uh, On a lot of uh, Toby's movies, he did the original Chainsaw. Um, For Wes Craven, he actually did uh, uh, The Hills Have Eyes. Um. Yeah, he was an interesting guy. It was a documentary made called uh, "Rondo and Bob," and uh, also about his fascination with uh, Rondo Hatton, um, which I thought was kind of interesting. He was a really good production designer. I think he's gonna, was one of the best. Did a lot of horror stuff. I'm digging his work on this. You know what I mean? Time to quit. Time to go home. Quitting time. time Quitting get- time. Time to leave the mangler by itself. Time for the fucking... Sing, are you singing a Bob Dylan song over there? <laughs> time to leave this completely safe and absolutely in no way dangerous machine to its own devices. Yes. Yes. But I see something that's drawing my eyes. I just can't leave the mangler by itself. Nope. Can't leave her alone. calls to me. It says mangled up in my gears. Actually, the pro- oh, yeah. the, production, the production designer on this also did the production designer on the reboot of uh, the Roots TV series. Oh. Kind of the same movie. Oh yeah, totally. Not not. I mean, at all. It's, yeah, I thought that was strange because I mean, the production design on this always reminded me a lot of like, uh, you know, kind of those Batman eighty nine and ninety, you know, slight production design. You know, how many sequels did this get? Two, two. Yeah, Lance Henriksen was in the sequel. 
Yeah, what's his name was in uh, uh, Reggie Bannister was in one of them too. Maybe it was the second one. I don't think they did a part. Did they do a three? I'm sure, think. there's two sequels. I think. I know there's two. I know there's two. I can only imagine. I've seen a little bit of one of them, but I feel like I wish I didn't see what I've seen. Mm-hmm. I remember correctly, but they weren't very good. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see the Mangler two versus the Long Man reborn. No, that's coming. That's coming. I feel like that. I feel like that's a mistake. I feel like we should not wish that into existence. No, we've seen enough of Jeff Fahey, Simple Jack Job. Uh, we can never get enough of Simple Jack Job. I'm I'm sorry. I I I I love it too much. And I'll just watch Tropic Thunder. I I enjoy I enjoy Simple Job, but I personally I will always be a fan of Sexual Job. <laughs> yeah. The transition is 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 stark and it's fun. Actually, I think in the second Lawnmower Man, it's uh, 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 Matt Frewer playing Job. I think. I think you're right. Yeah, it is. Mr. Max Hedrum himself. Silver bullet, uh, yeah, silver bullet, right? No, not no, silver. no, no. Silver. Quicksilver I mean, Highway. Quicksilver I mean, Highway. I mean, I yeah. Kids. That, well, he know Quicksilver Highway is a Stephen King movie, Bill. That's why yeah. I took that up, brother. And he was in the stand. That wonderful epic that oh, we saw. Of not course, of course. Go. How could I forget the stand? I loved him in the Dawn of the Dead remake. Actually, I mean, he plays a great bad guy. Teddy was in the Hills of Eyes remake. Which was pretty good. I don't know if you guys said that earlier. You might have. I, I like I, I like that remake a lot. I saw that in the theaters. I think Alex well is a very good filmmaker. Very well done. Yeah, Ajaz, good times. He fell off the map. He was he was big for a little bit. Jesse, you a big fan of High Tension? I've never seen it. High Tension. Um, high Tension. I would highly recommend it, Jesse. Alex Aja, that was like his first big American film. So creepy, it's so unsettling. I think it was some American of wait, what kind of unsettling? Like, like yeah. a racer head unsettling, or like, no, just, just like, 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 um, I would say, you know, like, uh, what the fuck is that movie? Um, almost like the strangers unsettling, okay. So, like, like they're out to get you, but you Persian. can't see them, uh, yeah, almost like martyrs meets. That I mean, you know, high, high tension. High you tension know, like the original. Movie. And Alex Oz is just a great filmmaker. Huh. And I, I think the Piranha, the Piranha movies were actually a lot were fucking fun re- remakes for what they were. You can't take that movie seriously, but he made it a fun series. He's a good, yeah, he's good at what he does. I appreciate him. High tension, man. Oh, I love French extreme horror, and that was like the the movie that kicked that whole. It really did. Yeah. What was it? Was it Martyrs that started it? Was was no? That? It was high tension. High it was high tension. Yeah. Okay, it was high tension. High right. tension inside Martyrs was like the three de facto, and then there was some offshoots from there, like uh, Borderlands, Pelts, some other stuff that kind of got ripped off by. I America. heard Pelts was amazing. Well, if anyone else wants to see it like me, you can catch it on Tubi. Tubi, 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 Tubi. Yeah, Tubi's actually becoming uh, my go-play streaming place for a lot of good stuff. It's all I watch. 
it's all I watch. I don't even bother with the other streaming stuff now. They just have What's the like, last thing you watched on TV. Last thing I watched on TV. Yeah. Uh, oh God, I think um, <laughs> vampires on Bikini Beach. <laughs> I actually uh, the last thing I saw uh, would be um, if anyone's a sci-fi fan, uh, the fourth Doctor Tom Baker. Uh, his uh, his. Episodes are now on Tubi, so I've been checking those out. That's awesome. Yeah, a yeah, they get all the classic stuff hard to come by too. Yeah, actually, it's funny. I got all of uh, all of the um, Tom Baker Doctor Who's. Uh, I got at a convention. It was obvious that someone like took it from VHS or something. But uh, yeah. Because if you try to get them like you know regular ones, they're just mad expensive. No, the the, the those, those older shows sometimes are the the limited release, and then they go out of print and then forget it. It's just yeah. you can't find it for years. No, until they're rebootlegged. Yeah, I just bit a bullet and spent fucking ninety dollars on a Buckaroo Bonsai Blu-ray. So <laughs> which one? The fucking Screen Factory? Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah, I missed the boat on it and I paid the price, but it's mm. it's not it has not come down in a year and I want it, so yeah. The, uh, one, box, the one box set that was always consistent, I could I could never find it for less than a hundred bucks anywhere, was fucking um The Adventures of Bris- Briscoe County Junior. Yeah, no, you did forget it. A hundred bucks. If you got lu- if you got it for a hundred bucks, you got lucky. I got it for so six. Thing up. You got it for sixty. You got super lucky. Go look that thing up now. Forget it. <laughs> yeah, no, I got it when I was working at the Virgin Mega Store, and they gave me a, an extra deal on it. Yeah, you know, sixty. I said, "Ha, huh, you sold a rare item." And I felt lucky. Yeah, it was like when I bought the Night Flyer for five bucks. <laughs> I think I got fucking Briscoe County Junior for like twenty five, thirty bucks. When FYE was going out of business, yeah, fucking dirt cheap, yeah. Lucky that was a good. That was, anybody who collects movies, like the FYE going out of business, like everybody remembers that time because, like, you buy movies for fifty cents that were like great. There's like uh, that. That was a that was a magical three months. Yeah, that was a magical three months. You know. And it was always a it was always a, a game of chicken. You're like, I know this is going to be cheaper next week. Yeah, will it be here? Will it be here? There it is. <laughs> and I was there till the end. I worked at the the down one in downtown crossing, and yeah. I remember our doors were closing week by week as we were getting closer. The regional manager would come in. She couldn't take ninety percent of the stuff. I said, Hey, do you mind if I have it? She's like, Well, I know I'm not. St- yeah, I, I'll just write it off. So I, I got the bust of Cornelius from Planet of the Apes with all the movies inside of it, absolutely for free. And that thing is, well, I think it was at least 160 bucks when they were selling it. Just because for storage purposes, and she couldn't fit it, right. she gave it to me. Those FYE exclusives now, too, like those really out there collector's editions that they had, that's yeah. just mad <laughs> money. Oh yeah, it's crazy. I have oh, a bunch I mean, of them myself, but Maddie actually knows what I've been looking for as of recently. Keep it PG. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, that, oh, well, I, I've not gone into that realm collecting yet, but. <laughs> no, I got most of my holy grails, man. I, I, I just pick up new stuff when it comes out these days. There's not much, there's not much left uh, on my, on my to-do list as far as movie, like movies I absolutely must own. I've got most of that stuff. I mean, I feel very happy with what I've been able to collect. But when it comes to reissues, you never know. And it's always like new bonus features. And it's like, is it fucking worth it? And then, and then you just buckle under the pressure. Well, I guess I'm just going to get it. Even though I'll have whatever, 10 editions of Evil Dead now with every single bonus content. That I, I, I think the worst, the worst, it's funny you say Evil Dead because I think the worst in my collection as far as like reissues of movies is by far and away like Evil Dead 2. Well, I think Evil I have Dead, like 15 like, different copies of Evil Dead 2. <laughs> Halloween is another one. I mean, you know, That's a big one too. reissues they have to make about it. So many of those, dude. They had the, the, the fucking the 20th anniversary DVD, the 25th anniversary, the 30th, the 35th, the 40th. I think they just had the 45th. They've got the hard box fucking 4K that Screen Factory just did. Like, there's so fucking many. There's both box sets. Like, if you want to collect Halloween movies, if you really want to dedicate yourself to that adventure, there's so fucking much. Just of the first movie. Yeah. It's crazy. Even Don. They all have different shit on it. Don of the Dead, I think, just felt felt like that it had so many reissues as well. Those three always come to mind, you know. Dawn of the Dead, out of the three, actually, it's the least. It's it's one of the rarer of the bunch. It's harder to come by because they only did one Digimax DVD. And then um, only just recently... Hang on. But Dawn? Well, Dawn had, oh. that, they had that big box set with, like, the four different cuts of it. That was probably the definitive... Back of the DVD era. Yeah, I dig. This this version's the best one that I know of. Yeah. I have, it has all five cuts of the film. Yeah. I have an edition that predates that with, I think, four cuts plus a bonus disc. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like a black and red box set. I think it was called the Disc. Yeah. Oh, the there you go. There it is. Yeah. yeah. That's the criterion, isn't it? It's like the tiny one. It has like nothing in it. I mean, it's, oh, it's really yeah. the movie that started it all, if you really think about it, when it comes oh, yeah. to true independent Absolutely. Talk about a movie with a bunch of editions of it. That The first one, my God. Night of the Dead, oh my God. That, that being it. free domain, too, dude. There's so many bunk. What was the title? It was so fucking funny. It was like a whole mystery science thing. It's like Night of the Son of the Dawn of the, you know, Bride of the, you know, just on and on. Yeah, and the zombies are like, you know, they're like, oh no, they're coming. And it's that the, the zombies are like gay. And it's like, I'm oh, <laughs> oh, coming yeah. for you. But it was in public domain by then. So that was a really funny cut of that. Here's the proof that Toby dragged in Poltergeist right there. Boom. Yep. Yeah. Yep. This whole this whole sequence looks like Poltergeist. Yeah. Uh. 
you, you've the heard the term nuking the fridge. Now you got hacking the fridge. Hey. Hey. Well, <clears throat> this play, funny, funnily enough, this plays out way better than nuking the fridge, though. <laughs> yes. Yes. So much better. But the Punky Brewster special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man. I don't think Ted Levine's ever gotten the credit he deserves. He's a great actor. He really is, yeah. Intense. Intense, dude. Everybody always, you know, obviously, obviously, everybody thinks of Buffalo Bill. Right. Oh, Monk. Oh, Monk. Or Monk. He was in what, uh, Fast and Furious or Bad Boys? He was in Fast and the Furious, actually. He was in the first one. (coughs) And then the third one. Or the second one. He came back, I think. I don't know. I stopped watching him at at some point. I don't remember when. Fast and Furious was only good in the first one. The other ones just, I mean, especially when they started getting into, uh, you know, more sci-fi territory. I I think I checked out with the one where they were towing a fucking 35-ton safe with two charged-up <laughs> fucking race cars, and I'm just like, yeah. that would not happen. <laughs> Kidding. Yeah. I personally prefer Gone in 60 Seconds. When was the last time you've seen Ted in something? That is good a good movie. movie. The original? <laughs> is Ted retired, or is he still kicking around? I haven't seen him in a bit. He's still kicking around. I mean, oh, yeah, I, I, monk, I thought they were, they're doing like a, a monk special. They're doing so, a new uh, thing. Yeah, right. yeah right. they did a monk uh, movie that came out like uh, in, last like was last it? month or something. Last monk, last yeah. monk face, brother. Can't get into yeah. monk sucks. Yeah, two thousand twenty-three. Yeah, it was it was a better epilogue than the season finale. Um. My dad's a big Monk fan, so yeah. I had to watch it. I heard it was a great show. I've been told I should watch it, but it's a really good. It is a really genuinely good show. Not you, usual cup of tea. Yeah, not my usual cup of tea, but it is a good show. I liked him in Wings. You know, give it, give it up, and, and Thirteen Ghosts. Thirteen Ghosts. And that's that's after that's that, I about. What'd you say, Bill? I mean, I I love when they were trying to you know bring those. Uh, Dark Castle films back, you know. Um, a lot of the uh, the couple worked, yeah. The William Castle stuff, you know. Thirteen Ghosts, the original's great. Uh, Ghost Ship, you know. Hunted Hill. It's probably one of the greatest openers, you know, of all time. Even though the movie gets a lot of guff. I mean, Hill Bill. That's House on Haunted Hill. The remake of House on Haunted Hill was actually really good. It was really. (laughs) I enjoyed it a lot. The Haunting in the 60s was another great, you know, which is kind of... They that, too, yeah. Catherine Zeta-Jones or something? Yeah, yeah, the, the reboot of The Haunting, that that wasn't that good. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, the CGI was, was uh, yeah, pretty you bad. You can't blame that. You can't blame Wasn't that. Jeffrey Combs in that movie? He no, was. No, no. He's on... Not yeah. in Haunting. Hill. Not in The Haunting. He was in one of them, though. He was in one of them. Hill. Yeah. Wait, 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 the Haunting again? He plays the doctor, like the crazy doctor in House of yes. Haunted Hill. He always plays a crazy doctor. There you go. Um, the if haunting... he's not Dr. West, he's Dr. East. Wait, mm-hmm. to answer Jesse's question, The Haunting 
they it's a ghost story. Um, Lily, what's her name? Last name. Wait, is it about this girl who moves into a house and she's like working in the house? Kind of. Yes. Okay. It's a big yeah, house. Okay. It's a mansion. Yeah, it's a mansion. And yeah, there's yeah. another woman that works there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, and the one was. Mm. I think oh, of that bunch, people. that was the weakest, in my opinion. It was. Mm. But I oh. still liked it. It was, was alright. Yeah. I remember doing no Mangler. Let's put it that way. No Mangler. <laughs> no way. When you look at this, we got, you know, we got some kitty action over here. We got the Mangler over here. We got Alex Hawk kimono style over here. Yeah. <laughs> we also have James Lamont, Lost Boy style over here. Suspiria. And Suspiria. You're about to see a face that looks a lot like the face and Jason goes to hell when she smashes the lady's face in the, in the restaurant. Yeah. The face looks exactly like this face on the morgue table, if I remember correctly. It does. Yeah. <laughs> Always thought that, yeah. He's eating, like, cherry uh, tomatoes. Yeah. I always love it that in these movies you got the uh, guy who's the uh, mortician always eating food like over the dead bodies. So you such a weird trope. I was just talking about that with someone <laughs> this past week, and you're right. I would love to get a tally of every single mortician in horror movies eating usually a ham sandwich. Yeah, it's always a fucking sandwich that they're eating. Well, it's kind of like an ageless joke. It it is. I mean, it's either a tuna sandwich, it's a ham sandwich, or an egg salad sandwich. And I, I like love the egg salad it. more. <laughs> the only thing that I, I, I don't remember seeing, but I think would be hilarious, is you have them eating their sandwich, and like a bit of the sandwich falls off onto the body, and they, they take the sandwich and they scoop it up. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if they'd ever push that one. Future it's a five-second rule. I think Street Trash would do that. Street Trash would do that. <laughs> Good Naked cameo lunch. for you, Alex. Hmm? Good cameo for you and something. Yeah, Alex could be the mortician. He walks in, you know, ham sandwich one hand, clipboard in the other. other. He has blood all over him. You know, he has a saw basically hanging yeah. out the back. Yeah, he's finished up one body. Okay. Where's the other one, boys? Yeah. And, 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 Where's and, my iced tea? And then when they look at me, they're like, oh, man, that's so much blood. Like, no, oh, that's just the ketchup. Hey. hey. He just wipes his uh, sandwich right on his jacket. It's like, he's just ketchup guy. He's not wearing <laughs> I'd be more grossed out by the ketchup anyway. Yeah. Especially with ham. Mm. <laughs> like milk and spaghetti. Yeah, I know. That's gross. Nope, don't like it. Come on, ketchup makes everything taste good. That's not true. <laughs> that is absolutely a lie. If you're a pit master, then that's questionable. But yeah, I don't take you as a pit master, Hawk. <laughs> now this guy. I say this guy, uh, the uh, photographer, yeah, kind of reminds me a bit of Jude Law in that. Uh, Movie Road to Perdition with uh, Tom Hanks. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good comparison. Like that. I like that. Hmm? Is that actor somebody playing this old guy who's in, in makeup? A, yeah, I know he's in a makeup, but the guy under the makeup, is he somebody we would know? Do you know, Bill? You got the IMDb open? Someone so, in this movie. 
Uh, is it Jeremy Crutchley? I forget who, but it's someone else in this movie. Somebody else in the movie, huh? Interesting. I think it's England. Robert England doing it twice? Yeah. That's my vote. It's the guy who played up and Taking off those mechanical <laughs> legs. I can walk around just fine. Well, times are tough for this guy. He's, he's sick. He'll be coughing up blood soon. Well, I think he admits here that he has, I think, cancer. Yeah. He's eating him. There's a lot of great lines in this movie. Yeah, it's, it's eating me. I mean, it, it, it feels like a film noir. You know, it, it is. It's it, definitely it, shot like one. Yeah, it's totally shot like one. Yeah, and it just it has supernatural, supernatural film noir elements. You know, definitely horror. You know, in the front, but I mean, it it feels like this could be made in the same. If this was black and white. You know, it would look like it could be. It came out maybe when the Maltese Falcon came out. Yeah. I can see it. I can absolutely see that. Yeah. And I gotta say, the the, the, the colors and, and the shadows really, really makes this pop out. Yeah. Yeah. And gives, it adds to, you know, like you said, the film noir feel. Mm-hmm. And I love it because the light it's not just that the light is interesting or that, you know, the light's never coming from an angle from which you would expect it. Mm-hmm. There's always something off and odd and not quite quote unquote right about mm-hmm. the lighting in the movie, which gives it even more of that ethereal out there kind of feel. I mean, to it, you know? It's almost like, like Dick Tracy, you know, with, with you know, to a degree. Colored lights, you know, with that noir, you know, shadows, you know, and angles. It's just mm-hmm. a very old school flavor. What year was Dick Tracy? The early 90s? 92? It was 89. Was it 80? Yeah. I think it was 89. It might have been 90 because I think it came out you know, weeks apart from Gremlins 2. And I think there was like. No, it was there. 90. It was ninety because it came out. It came out the summer after Batman eighty nine. Right. Oh, he fell down. They were trying to buy up properties, whatever they could, to just. He know. took well. He took that bump for real. It was a real bump. The the, the manglers laughing at him. <laughs> you'd think what you to go back to what was said earlier about being afraid of a machine. It's like. Until you see it move, you know, you, you know, you, you know, I would rather deal with the mangler than you were listening off some other things from Stephen King movies like Pennywise. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. He's just getting on. Yeah, getting I'm, on. I mean, I'm sorry. For a minute, he was like going to go in, and I'm like, my God, man. To eat his coat, though. Don't play around. I almost feel like whatever spirit's within this thing is like the spirit of Pennywise. Whatever that that ghoulish here. He just got cut. His coat got cut. It's playing. Take the jacket off. off. Just take the jacket off right now. You you have oh, fucking dead. Hey, 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 a good detective can't leave his jacket. His jacket's the most important part. If he wants that jacket, he needs yeah. that jacket. Just 
182. Take your pants off and jacket. Take your pants off and jacket. Oh, Blink-182. Oh, man. He's shooting his jacket. He shoot my jacket off. And he lost his gun. I love it. Fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Hey, man. I almost got eaten by your goddamn machine. You want to see your fucking box? Like. This machine tried to eat me. Don't touch me, man. You called him a fucking cripple at one point, too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, you're right. Oh, there's, yeah, no, there's some dialogue. This there's time. a lot of good dialogue in this movie. It's funny stuff, funny stuff. No one's ever talked to fucking Robert England's character that way. Have uh, Except Robert England to himself. In the mirror, yeah. Mirror play. I'm going to shove your broken legs up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> like you only live twice, Mister Bond. <laughs> yeah, machine almost made me half a man. He could have played a great Blofeld. He could have. Robert England, I think, could have played a good, a good Blofeld. He's a great actor, like you you were saying earlier. It's a good shot, I like that. But he knows how to play the makeup. It's a light The um, yeah, for sure. I think this right here is like a testament to him. You almost forget that Freddy Krueger exists when you see him doing this. That's how great he is at this. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've I've worked with some actors that just don't know how to sit in the makeup chair. They get scared and apprehensive, and they don't know how to emote. And, you know, acting is reacting and emoting. Right. And, you know, Robert, it was a great testament to Robert in that first nightmare because we knew what we learned what, what he was capable of and um so it's wonderful that you know he had a period other than freddie where he could play some different characters this and the phantom oh yeah i don't think the phantom of the opera gets enough credit du- dwight little i think that movie actually has a lot going on for it yeah I'd have to rewatch it. I got the tape. It got a Blu-ray release, I know, but I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have it. It's, it's... But, good. You know, I'd have to rewatch it. I love that movie. Worth a rewatch. All right, fair oh, yeah. Yes. Great movie. Another one of those like post pretty Robert England movies that just didn't get the credit it deserved. And I think they got like all the veterans of the Hammer Horror films. There's a to lot. come back and help out with like production design and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I mean, that, that movie looks really looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. We all have to make sacrifices. I will never forget. That was like in all the trailers. That was yeah, a great line. Great line. We must sacrifice whether it's your arm, legs, or your life. Hey. Shit happens when you party near the industrial loom, man. And in this case, you had to sacrifice part of your coach. I'm almost waiting for like Brad Dourif to come in from like you know graveyard shift. It's like so, someone say there's a rat problem in here. Hey, <laughs> fair enough. Go get him, Moxie. I always like how he pushed that dude when he came out. Like that guy, he wasn't expecting that. He was in deep in the character. Improv. 
I'm going to shove you. I'm going to come out of here and fucking shove you hard. Be ready. Vernon Wells looks concerned. (laughs) He loses his arm, right? Yeah. Uh, You must sacrifice. He's the Igor character to his fucking Dracul. Yes, master. What you want, master? (laughs) Hump? What hump? (laughs) God damn it, I will not tuck you into bed again. You can tuck yourself in. Oh, come on. He'll tuck him in. I pay you enough. I pay you enough in laundry services. (laughs) (laughs) Did anyone ever tell you you look like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons? Yes. I well, know anyway, I would tell you, you look, you look like Oliver Reed. Been there. He looks up to him, though. Yep. He's a fan. Yep. I look up to you, even though I'm taller. <laughs> Get the WD-40 can. Hey. Yeah, to to uh, loosen up those uh, joints of yours for your legs. <laughs> I love how he just hit him with that 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 king. Uh, it was friendly. Face. Power applied lubrication. Homemade yeah, lubrication. Oh, what? Homemade lubrication. No, yes, so the power yes, my joints. Uh, I'm tightening up over here. <laughs> I think whole lubrication just falls into you slap some Crisco on it, but hey, whatever makes it easy to slide on in, or good old fashioned spit. Hey, use hey. so Crisco spit. I can't stiffen up. Damn it, Crisco <laughs> kid. Yeah, put a little okay, oil, James. I know. Move up yeah. those machines. Gotta make the gears work. I must feed the machine. The machine's hungry. I must feed the machine. Hello, operator. You got any more, you know, victims for my machine? Thank Mm -hmm. you. Next me to one nine hundred (laughs) Freddy. Oh, I remember that. That was the thing. Yeah. Yeah, for what two ninety nine, you know, call a number and uh, basically you rank up almost like a forty fifty dollar bill, and it's like, <laughs> you know, where the hell is this fifty bucks coming from? Uh, nothing. What are these nine hundred numbers you're calling? Are there sexy lines? No, Freddy Krueger's just talking to me. God damn it, Billy! Jerking it, jerking is... it, jerking it. Oh yeah, I'm jerking it to Freddy. Are you ready, Freddy? Are, are you ready to play with me, Billy? I too. I better come for you. Are you inferring that any of us would be remotely surprised if you masturbated to Freddy Krueger? Because I wouldn't. I'm not judging. I'm just saying I would not be surprised. I think I would much rather be jerking off to Hope Marie Carlson, who comes out of the waterbed, rather than Freddy himself. That's fair. I jerk off well, to be Arthur, so. Oh, nice. <laughs> Respect it. I respect it. That way you can claim insanity after yeah. the fact, man. <laughs> well, I mean, I love now, Airheads. Airheads is fucking amazing. 
Now, I can understand holding a torch for this woman right here. That's what I'm talking Ow. about. That's his bloodline, right? Is this a niece or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he wants to keep the bloodline in-house. That's how you do that's it. That's the funny thing about the machine. It wants virgin blood. Of its, his no, like it wants virgin blood. Yeah. It's the pact with the devil, Bill. Wait, so the detective was a virgin? There's, no, there's no way he could That's be. That's why he was so unhappy. His wife died. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he didn't finish the job. Yeah. He spit him out. He died Passed before. On before he can seal the deal. That's why yeah. he's virgin. She croaked before I came. <laughs> Ew. I get it. Why would that stop him? It right. didn't. The coldest cream pie. Woo! Not yet. Technically, hey. the body only loses a, what, a temperature at one degree an hour, so he'd be fine. Oh, hey. Never mind. There Take the thumb, do a little massage. You know, you, you, uh, even in death, I can loosen up certain things. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Wow. All right. We're good. <laughs> We're good. We made a good joke. And okay. We yeah. I, I'll leave it there. Thank He's, you for stopping uh, in at Sexy Time at Dead Kids Dare. Yeah. yeah. It's literally oh, late. Man. Late night with dead kids. It's always sexy time with Billy Boy. Yeah, but I mean, it wouldn't be a dead kids episode unless there was one necrophilia joke anyway, so it's yeah. fine. Hey, listen, if, if, if they're dead, there's no problem with consent. Robert Englund looks like the living dead in this movie. <laughs> looks like a rich Al Bundy. He does look like a rich Al Bundy. <laughs> rich evil Al Bundy. <laughs> Yeah, like he sold like a lot of shoes in his twilight years. Yeah. Hey, 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 I did three touchdowns in the single game, and now I own my own little weaving store. Yeah. Right, Burnett doesn't deserve any fat jokes. <laughs> Ooh, your hand is so sexy that it's all bloody and cut up. Ooh, just just place it there. Place it. Ah, oh, yeah. Ooh, soak. Get the blood Ooh. out. Hells bells, Lido. Your blood is mine now. You have signed a contract with the devil. She feels the evil. Look at that. The evil rushed right in her. You see that? Remember, like the old saying goes, crazy women are the best. Even after you splash your tires. I'll tell you. Yeah, but but she splashes your tires because she loves you. I, I... You know, Alex, I'm going to tell you the truth about dating crazy women. It's a man. It's a little overrated. <laughs> oh, come on, James. I did, nope. Nope. Fair enough. I've dated enough crazy women that I could tell you I am tempted to just get myself a nice church going girl that loves her mom, knows who her father is, doesn't dance on a pole, and just has a nice normal job. Like, I would love that. That would be fucking fantastic. And she knows the entire alphabet. Also, yeah. that would be fucking awesome. Like, 100%. <laughs> and then, of course, you find out that that's what you, she wants you to think. Well, see, just... Dude, no, that's what they all want you to think. And then, like, three months into the relationship, a light switch flips, and then all of a sudden, she is a psychopath. It's a lie. It's a ruse. You can't... <laughs> Mm. Richard Jenny had the best. Be very joke careful. <laughs> Richard Jenny had the best joke about this. He's like, "Why can't when it comes to dating in the first date, it just lays the foundation for everything?" 
It's like you just go into a restaurant and you get a menu, you know, you're looking at it and, you know, she basically wants to order a kid off the kid's menu while you want to buy a fucking, you know, ribeye. It's like, all right, she wants to buy a kid, fuck it. The bitch is crazy. Richard Jenny also ate a shotgun. Oh, whoa, whoa. I like now, to declare like a three month limit on dating. Huh? I like to declare a three month limit on dating where it's like if I don't like you in three months, like we can just walk away like nothing happened. Isn't that a like, lyric? You agree upon it. <laughs> Isn't that a lyric from that popular song? Yes. Jesse, you're on to something. I yeah. like that. <laughs> An absconsion contract. Yeah. And you can actually just be like, look, if in three months on the nose this doesn't bail. We split. We don't speak again. No hard feelings. Like that's that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm with that because it's usually right around the three month mark when it all goes to hell. It really is. That's the infatuation. It goes away after then. Yeah, the, the honeymoon phase is over after three months. So it's like you really get to know who someone is. It's like, okay, is the pussy good enough to stick around? Yes, Dude, I don't care. Hey, I don't even care how good the. I don't, yeah. I don't care and it's like, you know person. what? No, if it's not there, then it's, it's like. Yeah, let's just be amicable and go both ways. Good oh. luck. Good luck. Just be sane. Oh, there we go. Another it, body in. Oh, there, there we go. The yeah, Brennan Wills, Wills from A Wish is now going. Oliver Reed's okay. going to lose an arm. He's got a great alcoholic face. That's a great alcoholic huh. face. Look at that alcoholic face. That's yeah, like, it's like you know, drunken Santa Claus. 50s and 60s alcoholic face in movies. You're hitting the power, uh, but you know better. Get that you know doesn't need the juice to chew. Grab and this shot of Robert England was in every single bit of promo. Huh? Of course they showed Robert England every single bit of promo. Yeah, I mean, he was just... going for him in the movie. Yeah, here he is. Yeah, now, we, we, now what is he going to do? He's going to dance. He's going to yeah. dance in circles. The yeah, I'm, I'm doing oh, something. I'm doing something. Think of it. When you think about it, the small film capacity was. It's not a lot of locations, very few people. You know what I mean? But that's a strength, actually, I think, having not many locations. I think it's a beautiful. It's all kind of low budget vibe. I've always loved it, you know. Damn, we'll cut off the arm, man. Axe the arm. has gone. Axe the arm. Come on, chop it off. What happened? Stop talking about it and do it. Never playing fiddle again, pal. Sorry. Is there anybody here that wouldn't take the axe that'd rather just get sucked into the machine than get axed and maybe die after bleeding out? Uh, that's oof. That's um, a good question. It depends question. on how much arm I have left. Because I don't think they wrap him up. Now he just goes to sleep. He takes a nap. <laughs> it was, it was right too, on the machine. If I'm going to die, I'd rather just die quick. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna I wouldn't it. worry about it. There's a lot of major arteries over here. Like, yeah. catastrophic blood loss is a thing. Oh, so you get yeah. to the neck, you're, you're really fucked. Yeah. I mean, you lose a whole arm. Like, you're seriously fucked either way. Yeah. You hear about people getting their arms. arms bitten off by sharks and they're like, you know, immediately like, you know, rushed to the hospital and they still die. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Get them on land, try to cauterize it and get them to the fucking ER if you're lucky. Well, that's half the problem right there is like oh. most of them try to bandage it, which doesn't actually fucking do anything. Yeah. You're just bleeding into the bandage. You bleed out. I mean, most of them. You got to cook it. You got to <laughs> cauterize it. You're absolutely right. You can't just tie it off. Who says you can't learn some shit from Not the tie. 
There's nothing to tie, man. Up. It's gone at the shoulder. There's nothing to tie. It's gone. Pick that fucking thing up. Tie that like, shit up. Like, if you lose your hand or your yeah. arm, you can tourniquet that off. Yeah, right? yeah. But if you lose it here... Oh, yeah, yeah no, true fact. It's, a, it's almost as finite as getting decapitated. Like, Hopefully you're not at a nudist beach. If, if <laughs> someone has a belt, you're fine. If you're at a nudist beach, I'm sorry. No, it's piss tough, on. Tough, tough tacos, baby. Tough tacos. Huh? <laughs> nice shot. We're going to see mm-hmm. the bloody... Oh, here comes his boy. Going to spit blood up into the fucking camera in a little bit. Yes, this is the shot I was talking about. This this shot of him coming up into the camera, spitting blood. One of the, I think, a Toby Hooper master master shot. I the tracking shots in this movie, like Matt just pointed out, man, like that the the upshot, but like the moving upshot, like he abused the hell out of that for disorientation in this, and it's fucking great. Yeah, this guy's having a time. Yeah, he's a nice. Oof. Nice. Nice. Spookies. Looks like a dude from Spookies. It does. He has a good mustache. Fantastic. I'm trying to tell you something before I die. I die, man. I'm bleeding. I left you a gift, an envelope. Yeah. Yes, it's a turd that I I pooped out yesterday for you. Ready? Here comes Bill. And blah. Ooh. That's almost like a break in the fourth wall. Almost, but not exactly. But that is such a good fuck. Badass shot. It is. Good, yeah. What did he say he had? Did he ever say what he had? Cancer or something? I think he had like stage four lung. Okay. We got any cameos with those uh, yellow jacketed men, the EMTs? That that looks like Sam Raimi should be one of them or something. <laughs> should be Eric, Eric Estrada. <laughs> no, why not? Eric Estrada. Oh. Didn't he get in trouble or something? Didn't he get canceled or something? What is he not trouble before canceled? Before cancellations? I want to say he did something wild. I could be wrong. Uh, it's wearing those bike shorts from the chips. Nah, probably. <laughs> come on. He broke, He wore those shorts out of season. Maybe. I had dinner next to the man when I was living out in California. Yeah? You say hi? No. Did he say hi to you? I didn't want him to. No? I was with some friends. Went into P.F. Chang's. We look over. It's like, oh, it's Eric Estrada. It's like, oh, good for him. He wanted you to buy his dinner. (laughs) Ooh! Ooh. Right when you said buy dinner, the flame on the stove went up. It's like, I'm going to cook you some dinner. Ghost to Larry Cohen, Bill. I'd be curious to see if there was any, like, Texas Chainsaw, like, crime scene photos on that wall since he's... There's almost a few callbacks to it, to the film, you know? That'd be cool. It'd be a perfect place to do a little, you know, 
pay some respects to himself. I mean, I'd be I'd be happy with uh, a world where the Mangler and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre exist in the same timeline. That'd be cool. What about this? The Mangler, the Texas Chainsaw cool Massacre, and Two Evil Eyes. Imagine that crossover. That'd be cool, actually. So That'd the be wild. Two Evil Eyes with the car. What if Harvey Keitel was actually the photographer? Hmm. That'd be a lot. I'm not against it. No, it could be too much, maybe. Harvey Keitel don't want to do it. Harvey Keitel's like 900 years old. Tribeca. Chilling in Tribeca. Johnny! They'd probably have to DH him like the Irishman if they wanted to do anything with him. Yeah, God, what? You know, they, they knocked like 10 years off of him in the Irishman. Not mm. 10 years off of everybody in the Irishman. Yeah, one of the worst fight scenes I've ever seen. Firefighter. That movie's so up and down in quality. It's so weird. Well, I hear Killers of the Flower Moon's pretty good, so. I liked it. I haven't seen it yet. It was like, yeah, you expect, I, you know, you expect it to be good, so you, so when you go into it and it's good, you're just like, oh, that's nice. You can't really be blown away anymore, unfortunately, I feel. It could have had a little more crime to it. Uh, you know, I was hoping for a little more mafia flavor, even though it's not a mafia film. Um, but it was more. Of a, it's, a, it's a more mature Martin Scorsese, I think. It's not a great thing, but it's not a bad thing. Well, he's like 88 or yeah. something like that. So. I wonder how many more he's got left in him. Mm. I don't think he's going to stop. He's going to go until he's... Until he's dead and buried. Yeah. yeah. David Lynch directing anything? Any? No. I think he's got one more. I think he's got one more movie and then that he's calling it quits. What, Lynch? Yeah. I think the lore. I think it was, you should write out the lore of Lynch and just not make another movie. I agree. You know what I mean? I, I agree. I feel I don't feel like in the modern landscape, I don't see how a David Lynch film fits and does well. I really wish that uh, the new Twin Peaks was embraced a little more. I mean, it definitely had a big cult following, but I, I thought, you know, it really didn't hit like it used to, unfortunately. Well, it's it wasn't it wasn't quite what it used to be either. Oh, I mean, I understand that. Yeah. Way more straight ahead, way less convoluted. It was more like Lynch really wanted it to be. Because all the weird shit, that wasn't Lynch. Lynch wanted to do like a straight ahead cop show with Twin Peaks. He didn't want it to be all fruity and fucky. Mm. Other people had other ideas. I think Mark Frost was throwing up some zingers. Cronenberg's got one left too. Just one. He's been doing pretty good for himself, though. The like son, too. Now, yeah, yeah. I think the son's a little overrated, personally. But I don't know. Possessor, Possessor wasn't like groundbreaking, but I did enjoy Infinity Pool a lot. I gotta check him out. I watched the first. I seen his first movie there. It was good. Groaning, like yeah. 
It was good. It was, it was, it wasn't like fantastic. The ending threw me for a loop, but that was about it. But Infinity Pool, I think he really got a chance to stretch his wings a little bit more. You know what I mean? Seems like with Cronenberg, it's difficult as I love how complex his movies are. It's interesting. I think the Soska sisters are kind of, you know, closing in a little more. And when did it rabbit? At Cronenberg. Well, I mean, they did, they did remake Rabbit, so. Oh, you're right. They fucking did. Yeah. I forgot about that. Ooh. Whether, however you feel about that or not. I mean, that's, that's not up for me to decide, but. Oh, yeah. That's a little girl and girl action going on right there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Things are getting a little serious. I, th- I think uh, I think uh, our buddy England is getting a little too excited. Can I take pictures? Can I draw this? He's <laughs> <laughs> a virgin. Ah, put her to sleep. He's passing on his leg- He's passing on his legacy. Then the feet give it to my possess machine. Oh, sleepy sleep. Time to go to sleep, little girl. Gonna feed you to my little machine. How are you doing over there, Jesse? I am here. <laughs> glad you're here. We're all glad you're here, yeah. Jess, you're a trooper. Sorry, I like to bitch and complain. No, yeah. I'll I love home. to bitch and complain. Don't worry about it, sweetie. No bitching, no complaining. I bring kitties. It's all good. That's all that matters. It's all that matters. <laughs> Jertike, Jertike over here. The voodoo man. Got the books. We know we gotta do something about the machine. Might not be alive by the end of the film. I'm gonna say some Bible verses to this machine and you're gonna start throwing shit at it. Ted's more powerful than him though, which is crazy in this. Even with all those like uh, spells and all that. It's uh, just the badass attitude of Teddy coming in saying, I don't give a fuck. I need an old priest and a young priest and a bucket of lotion. Michael, If the actor Michael Shannon was more like Ted, I would like Michael Shannon more. And I do appreciate Michael Shannon a lot. They're kind of the same type of actor to a degree, even though Michael Shannon's a little more laid back, I think. Hey, stay asleep. You're going to go and hang out with the mangler. It's going to hug you and kiss you and squeeze the life out of you. Interesting how certain people can not get annihilated. Like, she just loses her finger. And, like, the dude loses his arm. And Ted doesn't, you know, lose some of his coat. And the other lady just got fucking sucked right through. Yep. Slurped up like a fucking slushy. From here on in, I think this movie got a little wacky. Um, like we haven't seen wacky already. Once it starts moving. But when it becomes a sentient moving be- moving being, yeah. I think the movie really dates itself when it comes to the computer graphics. But keep in mind, this movie was made on the cusp of kind of like, you know, when CG was kind of going through a difficult transition. It was just for it. Buena Vista doing your visuals were one of the best companies at the time. But still, I mean, you know, it's just, it, it's a product of its time. Well, this is a, I mean, we're in the climax now. You know how that goes. 
Yeah. We've come to stop you. No, no. Hey. Save the virgin. Yeah. Putting up a fight. You'd think the Rob Berglund character would have. I forget his name. He's got a great name, too. It's horrifying. I forget it. But you think it'd have more people around him deciding to kind of protect him. You know what I mean? If he's so entwined with all this evil and big. I always took him for almost like an evil Illuminati type guy. And the only dude he has to really protect him is that fucking guy who lost his arm. Which is kind of crazy. He's got a pact with the fucking devil, dude. And he's got no legs. He needs more protection. Needs more protection. Oh no, you're going to kill the occult guy. Has one Amazonian brunette. It's interesting that the relationship between these two. You bench, clot his eyes. Oh man, I thought she was pretty hot. Now she's broken. He's really going to do an Al Bundy impersonation right now. Ready? This is Al Bundy all day. <laughs> <laughs> you can almost hear where he wanted to say, yes. let's rock. Yeah. Huh? How dare you? Well, he liked her. Oh, well, I mean, she was crazy, but she was sexy crazy. I wonder if the mangler is somewhere right now or if it just got broken down and thrown out. I think that's a piece a set piece that's just entirely too big to function in someone's collection. I think maybe I mean, it was crushed down, it was also being sold by the same seller who sold Christine. Oh <laughs> You mean a little cube? Well, yeah, it, it was cubed uh, down. Yeah. And and they were selling it for what, five thousand dollars? Like the piece yeah, of five thousand dollar heap of trash. <laughs> Uh, you get yeah, you get HW's legs cubed up, Bill. Boop. Now they got the main course. They got Robin. Oh. Yikes! I would have bought a sixteen or eighteen inch figure of no, yeah, I could, uh, of Robert England's character. That is cool. You know, they never made that. That character is due for a figure. Actually, I agree. I agree. I don't think a NECA would do it, though. No. It's probably more of a Mezco deal. Specialty. Yeah, they wouldn't do a 112. It would be like a Mezco 7-inch or something like that. But I, I agree. It would be cool. Is Jesse wearing a killer clown some outer space sweater? I am. Hey. One of my favorite gifts. I love that tagline. In space, no one can eat ice cream. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Worst part. This machine's like super ominous. Like, I wonder, is that what they normally look like or did they make it look worse? I think they made it look bigger, but the faces of those, the of the old laundry machines, yeah, I mean, that's, a that's very flatter. true to it. But I think they built a lot onto this thing. The lights definitely help for sure. And well, that's the, that front. That front piece is an old cotton gin. It's a cotton. They call it a cotton card. We used to have a bunch of them at work because we make fabric for things. And um, 
yeah, that front piece isn't, it, it's an old cotton card. Like, I used to make the joke when I first started. I was like, I don't just have one mangler, I have five. <laughs> but, but yeah, the rest of that, like, behind it, that's all extra stuff. The actual machine part is that very, very front feeding piece. Huh. Yeah, this, this throw the Bible at it. The Bible's going to... <laughs> Let's exercise it. Yeah, whatever whatever you can do in a situation like that. I mean, there's some truth to it, though. I mean, it is is possessed. It is haunted. That's that's why it does what it does. We're going to make you an exercise machine. And the cop, obviously, he has a simple solution of, I'm going to point my gun at it. Hey. Bullets and guns usually work on most things. <laughs> not, not possessed cotton gin. I, I don't think so, anyway. Yeah, it worked on know. a jacket. It did work <laughs> on a jacket. That's true. <sighs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Touche. Is it Honestly, the, the allegory I have always had for this movie is like Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, when this thing starts moving, I'm almost like, you're gonna get it. (laughs) (laughs) Feed me! Feed me, Seymour! Feed me! If that flap was flapping and it talked, I wouldn't even be remotely surprised. Just pissed off from the underworld, I'm pissed and off. We definitely need the psycho dentist if we're going to pull this off. Steve Martin. Yes. Oh, uh, oh no. He's the best part of that movie. <laughs> Actually, you know what I love about that movie is, I mean, I'm assuming you guys all seen the original it's based off of. Oh, yeah. Of course. Okay. And in the original, Jack Nicholson played the role that Bill Murray plays in the musical version. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for that scene to be in other than just a nod to the original. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to be tortured. Oh. Yeah. oh, man. The Mangler's coming to life. The Mangler's going to start eating people. This movie was probably made in more than two days. Huh? You think? You think? <laughs> But that's the joke about the original Little Shop of Horrors. It was only made in two days. Oh, really? Based off of a a bet Roger Corman had. And he won. And I think he said, leave the sets up 48 hours. I'll get a movie for you. And that was, I mean, it was one of the biggest jokes in Hollywood. Little Shop of Horrors. It was made off of a bet and it won. Roger Corman's the guy for that kind of thing, though. Uh, Go. Gotta love early CG. Mm. There's a charm to it. Yeah, I mean, but you you just need to accept it for what it is. I mean, you know, it's it's the mid-90s. This was right after Jurassic Park. You know, it's like, yeah, we knew where CGI was going, but, you know... They still needed uh, to work out the kinks more with uh, 
certain programs. I mean, at least these programs were being created, but things weren't, you know, smooth and textured to a certain degree. But by the early 2000s, um, I mean, Lord of the Rings. Oh, that is a ghouly death. It just fucking ripped him in half, though. Ah! How you get down? I don't remember him getting ripped in half. Get it done. I mean, I'm sure Dave Miller had bodies left over from uh, Night of the Creeps that I wouldn't be surprised if some stuff was being recycled for this. Certain how, you keep budgets, that's how you keep budgets low, man. It is. It really is. You you make stuff, you know, and you just make modifications and use it again some somewhere differently. One of my favorite uh, examples is uh, Friday the 13th Part 6 and the outing. Um, a lot of the same effects were recycled, but they were just different clothes. Mm-hmm. Feel it. He's going to try to take it down single-handedly. James, have you seen the outing? Yeah. Have you, Maddie? I have seen the outing, yeah. Have you seen a big machine climb down the stairs before? Yes. I saw it in Virus and Death Machine. Poltergeist again right there. Look at that. Another poltergeist shot. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I got to agree with Billy. The, the, the movie does kind of go off the rails in the climax. But. Yeah, but it's just it's, it's just so fun. It's like Virus. I mean, it reminds me a lot of, you know, I mean, it's a big ro- robot. You know, I mean, it's just creating what carnage it can. There's a spiral staircase going all the way into hell. That's like reoccurring in Stephen King stories, isn't it? A metaphor, metaphorically. Yeah, I would say. Hey, James, have you read the original book this is based on? Oh, yeah, of course. It's in what? Night Shift or whatever it is, the compilations? I mean, it's only a 20 story. It's Night Shift. So, so is this like a short, or is this an actual? It's a short story. It's a it's a short story. It's a, it's, a, it's one of his like thirty pages. So, what do you think that this movie is a uh, decent adaptation, or it's not faithful in the slightest? No, <laughs> um, but that's okay. It doesn't need to be. This is this will, especially with the short film, short stories. It's like we've. We've covered on a couple of them now, like Children of the Corn and, you know, other stuff. I don't feel like they need to be faithful, because if they were faithful, they'd be too short to be a feature film. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Well, okay. Is it as faithful as Lawnmower Man? <laughs> a little more. A little more faithful than Lawnmower Man. It's just as faithful as the executives to the producers on Spookies. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a little more faithful than Lawnmower Man, but it's still not. It's it still goes in completely. Like I'll, I'll put it this way: the machine never gets up and walks around. Oh, in, in the original story. Nah, it just feeds on the blood. It does. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's interesting seeing Ted Levine without a mustache. There's that. 
It's very strange. I agree. But he also didn't have one in uh Yeah, silence, yeah. I know. I guess say it's interesting. I mean some people, you know, they can have a mustache, they can ha- have it without and all that. But some people just, you know, look right with like certain facial hair. Yeah. And he just looks right with a mustache. When he doesn't he just I mean, kind of <laughs> seems seems off. It's like, you know, his face just begs for a mustache. Weird Look stuff. Selig. Selig always had his mustache. Yeah. People heard yeah. Selig was in, in and out. No one even recognized him without his mustache. Yes. Well, that's Magnum P.I.'s fault. Of course, but, you know, the stash is everything, baby. Oh, yeah. yeah. But he doesn't have a stash in Blue Bloods, either. Not anymore. Name, oh, oh, they took it off because I know he had it in a bunch of Blue Bloods. Yeah, no, first the first like four or five seasons he had it. Now, nope. Oh, okay. It's very strange, very odd. I'm sure there's a reason behind it. Okay, we'll see about that. Shooting the letter. The wife. Actually, I think it's his mustache asking him to come back. Oh. <laughs> I miss your face. I, I miss your to... touch. I miss your sweat. I miss your lips. Please come back to me. I want to perch on top of your lips. I've gotten a letter like that before. <laughs> That was from me, James. I think I know the initials. I wasn't going to say that, Alex. You said it it out loud. What can I say? I I can't hide my feelings anymore. It is what it is. I respect it. I don't reciprocate, but I respect it. (laughs) He's done changed his life. He's a happy guy now. He got some flowers, some new clothes. Going to go bring it to the what he thinks is the, the new love of his life. And yeah, then he finds out off. it's the mangler that, that sent the letter. Great ending. I love this ending. It's a great ending. It's the movie. It's it's it, it, all things come full circle. Yeah. And the finger. The wave with the finger gone. <laughs> she made a pact. Reminds me of another finger effect with um cat's eye. Yeah. I mean, but but I love I love that in that moment it's so subtle. Yeah. That all it took was just her to lift her hand and and to show it, and you're just like, off. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, and he's just like, okay, I'm out. Peace. This going to get drunk. Forget about it. It's just. Really, 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 really well thought out. You know, he's mm. getting on. He's going to get on. Ask Jeeves, and he's asking where's the closest bar. <laughs> did her legs get damaged in that? Yeah, they did. I she had a she had a waddle. No, like on the stairs. I know that yeah. she was fucked up. Like like Robert Engel. It, it, it looked it. But before <laughs> that, did it did it did it show why she had that issue, or did she just have that because she's. She paid the cost to be the boss type stuff. I I think it's literally just 
uh, concept of legacy carrying and things come in full circle and all things just go back to the way that they were. Achieve nothing. That's what I love about that ending. It's like you achieved nothing. Yeah. Nothing changed. New evil. New evil in the building. Yeah. The legacy continues. They could have easily, and I mean, you think about it, they could have very easily fallen into the, I'm sure, tempting concept of just throwing somebody into a new mangler and having them getting mauled to death, but they just chose to go out in a much more low-key way, and I think that's fucking great. I think that's really a brilliant way to end it. Yeah. I agree. And that was the end of the mangler. Would spawn sequels, but they are not as good as this one. one of the to most, say the least. One of the most underrated classic of the Stephen <laughs> and Toby Hooper catalogs. Anybody have anything in this they did not like? Watching back? Nope. This one's a solid four out of five jorts for me. Hey. Heck yeah. I mean, uh, as as we were saying before uh, through the movie, that, uh, again, this is probably the most uh, bloody and gruesome of all Stephen King's uh, films that are based on his work. And and for this story, it kind of has to be. I mean, it's it's a very um, a very gruesome way to die. I mean, and sometimes, honestly, what is more even more uh, terrifying is just the mutilation. Okay, mm. that you know, even to survive it and then lose like an arm or, or other body parts and still walk away afterwards. Uh-huh. I, I, I remember seeing, seeing those scenes early on when it first was on TV, and I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, so, so visceral. So, you know, it really, actually, it's one of the few uh, films I can think of that literally made me feel ill looking at the scenes. Mm-hmm. You feel that. Not incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, it, it's, it's, it's something that is, it's, I'm not saying it's exclusive to New England, but it is a very New England vibe in that it's a textile mill, which yeah. we've always, this, this whole corner of the country has always been very, very textile centric with a lot of its output. And that's a real fear that he's tapping yeah. into, like King initially and then Toby going forward with the movie there's a real fear that's attached to this this is like i could get my hand sucked into this thing and i could get chewed up by a machine and i could die um it's a real fear that a lot of people live with every day and i think it actually aside from the robert england issue i think that also had a lot to do with why people didn't want to watch it because they were really afraid of that yeah jesse give us your thoughts uh, first walking into this movie, I didn't really know what it was about. I like blindly watched it. Oh, so, really? yeah, um, I, I was impressed with how like quick all the stuff happened. Like I wasn't just waiting through dialogue for shit to happen. It's like, oh, hey, this person just fucking died. Like, that's cool. Yeah. I'm like more intrigued now. Um, 
no, I was, I was very happy with this film. I would definitely watch it again. Um, like even what you were saying, James, like that type of horror is, it's real and it's like, it's a different type of horror that you don't usually get to see, which I appreciate fully. So yeah, I would say like four out of five joints. Would you, would you watch two bad sequels of, of this film? I haven't seen the sequel yet, but I was about to. Would you be willing to watch two bad sequels? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. We probably. I guess wouldn't. we just precursored that someday on the Dead I, Kids of Terry. We're going to be dealing with Mangler two and three. <laughs> someday we will be seeing the sequel to the Mangler. I'm go buy him now. That's the worst part. Yeah, Lance Henriksen. Well, you can see Mangler and um, Tubi, and I know the sequels on Tubi as well. Re- but uh, Reborn is that the sequel? Reborn is. Then there's a third one, I think, too. I haven't seen that one. I, I didn't, didn't didn't even recall there was a third. Man, I, sequels love to be called the reborn one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the Howling. That was an abysmal sequel, too. <laughs> well, as we finish this up, we're all in agreement that we're still big fans of the Mangler. High up on the list. Um, some might say more of a Stephen King film than The Green Mile or a Shawshank Redemption. Maybe not a better film, but more of a better Stephen King film. Maybe. Definitely more in the vein of his usual packet of work. Yeah. If you will. I like that zany Hells of Pop and Steve King. And this definitely fits in that mold. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm going to be quick, but either way, I love the, the solid acting performances. Ted Levine, yes. Robert England. The sure. production design looks amazing. Great cinematography. Toby Hooper knew exactly what he was doing. He's a bona fide master. And yes. this is a fun movie for its own merit. Yes, this movie did catch a lot of shit. But either way, this film is not as bad as people make it out to be. It's a fun entertainment show. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely... Um... I mean, I remember when this first came out, and I don't think I even got farther than the old woman getting, you know, sucked in. And I mean, that's like the only thing I really remembered of it up till, you know, watching it before watching uh, it tonight. And it's it's definitely probably the the best kill scenes I've seen in any Stephen King film. Boom. I can back that for sure. Big words, big words. So yeah, if no one out there has seen this film, definitely this is one of the ones you need to see if you haven't seen it yet. Classic, classic King, classic Hooper. And uh, glory, glory, rest in peace, Toby. And we'll catch everybody on the next episode of The Dead Kids of Derek. Happy New Year's, everyone. This show is a part of the Boombastic Media Network. If you enjoyed it, check out other episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to watch and support the cause a little deeper, check out our Patreon page at Boombastic Streaming. That's Boombastic with two O's at Patreon.
youtube.com for uncut videos, past and present, from podcasts as well as early access and all types of boom-bastic goodies. Our podcasts and films all in one place. Plug in. We appreciate you and your support.